Hello, everybody. Hi, Trudy. Hi. Today's topic is one of my favorites. I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's forward cash flow planning. (laughs) Yes, we talk about it a lot and it's like being a parrot here at times about how often we repeat this. There's a really strong reason that we do. Before I talk about it, Trudy, why do you think forward cash flow planning is really important? Because in a business, cash is king. If you don't have cash, you can't make bills and therefore there's no point to all of it. Um, So if you can't plan to know that you're going to have that cash to meet your bills, then how do you know that the business is going to work? Yeah. Well, and this is probably the fundamental stress that the business owners that I work with experience is a lack of understanding of what their cash flow obligations are. Mm. And, you know, cash flow is not a budget. A budget's something else. A budget's what you would like to spend. A cash flow is what you actually spend or need mm. to spend. So they're, they're different things. You use a budget to find inefficiencies or ways to save money in a cash flow, but the cash flow itself is actually a lot more important potentially than a budget, especially with an existing trading business yeah. um, that and is struggling to make ends meet. Yeah, and it's also about looking at what cash have I actually got coming in and what yeah. am I going to have to pay out and am I going to have enough in to go out and is there anything I need to do to make that all work nice yep. and smoothly so that I'm not sitting here having a panic attack about how I'm going to pay next month. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, a lot of our listeners have that mental conversation with themselves mm. daily. Then they have it with their business partner or spouse as well, who may or may not actually understand why they're so stressed <laughs> about <laughs> that actual mental conversation that they've had with themselves in the first place. Because if you're not in your business, in the book end of your business regularly, paying the bills, you actually won't realize the implications of not having enough money there to pay bills um, and effectively being like trading insolvently. And we also parrot on about that term quite regularly as well. Yeah. Um, but there's I a reason for it. important to note that just because you are making a profit doesn't necessarily mean that you have the cash sitting there. They are two very different things. Yes, exactly. Um, And a profit doesn't take into account whether the cash has come in or not. So you may have a profit there because you've done some big jobs and you've built out lots of work, but if those customers haven't actually paid you the cash, then you can still end up in a cash flow problem even though or if there's retention, retention, business. retention on those jobs is another issue. Um, yeah, you may have made profit, but yeah, if you're in the trade industry and you've got retentions, you might have five or ten percent held back from your cash. Mm. You're still paying the tax on the profit, but yeah. you don't have the cash to pay the tax because it's in retention. Look, I've um, also seen businesses where they've issued a lot of invoices on paper. Business looks really good, but they haven't actually chased the customers to pay them. Yep. So if you looked at their outstanding debtors and who owed the money, there's lots of money owing to them, but not not much cash actually sitting in their business. So it's definitely something to be looking at regularly so that you can understand where is my cash coming from, how quickly is it coming in after I invoice, what do I need to make it happen a bit quicker so that I can then have the outflows happen nice and smoothly as well. No one likes the idea of business planning, right? I don't even like the idea of business planning and I have a whole (laughs) career around it. But, you know, business planning is a mindset. But if there's one tangible thing that you can do for your business this year, it would be a cash flow 
with a projection in it. So an actual projected cash flow, which you can then track back to see how your performance has been in terms of cash flow management as opposed to profit management. They will go hand in hand with your profitability. Don't get me wrong. But if you're doing your cash flow correctly, everything else slides into place. So if there's one thing that you should spend time or money getting assistance with, it's a cash flow projection. Um, and you can do it for 12 months or 18 months, depending on the nature of your business and the cyclical cycles or the size yeah. of your jobs um, to see what's coming down the pathway. Because the other thing that cash flow projections allow you to plan for is rising material costs, um, delays in supply, like supply chain issues, yeah. um, because you, you might have to pay for something now, but you might not get the stock for three months. And yeah. then what do you need to do now to put in place facilities to allow you to trade um, with the flexibility that you need to keep your business the doors open if you don't get a return. Uh, we were just talking about something separately, but if you've sent out a deposit because you have to install goods and you don't get paid by the client until after you've installed them, mm. you'll either have a 30, 60 or 90 day, sometimes 120 day delay between when you've raised your invoice and paid for the materials versus when you can actually get paid for the balance of goods and fingers crossed your customer doesn't have any issues that they then withhold payment for. Um, And that's the, that's the hard thing um, that we often find is that businesses are really struggling to get their money in. They don't chase it, but a a big part of this is also because they don't have a real understanding of how their books work, what their expenses look like, and then how do they, take those expenses and put them into a cash flow forecast. Mm. Um, And one small tip that I will give you with that is take the annual figure if you've been trading for a couple of years and divide it by 12 and at least work off that as a base operational cost that your business trades at. It will fluctuate if you're paying things annually, for example. But at least if you know in a particular bank account that you need to have $35,000, for example, put aside each month towards expenses, then Mm. that 35 will go up and it will go down depending on what your expenses are and you're able to plan for the physical cash flow. So a cash flow should be then aligned to your bank account and they should reflect each other because it's all good and proper to build a cash flow, but if your bank account doesn't match it, it doesn't actually mean much. And that's the benefit of the forward planning as well. Yes. You can go, oh, next month I've got BAS due. Planning Mm -hmm. says as is going to be roughly $25,000, do That's I actually right. have that put aside already right. or do I need to get a little bit more cash put aside so that when that time comes mm-hmm. I've got the cash available to, to be meeting that bill? And maybe it's an estimate and maybe it doesn't end up being twenty-five, but it gives you a number to work with. So it's better to have a worse case. Yeah. Yeah, you've got and work backwards there and you've got something yeah. to plan with. And as you say, with those expenses that come up once a month, maybe your insurance or your rego that might only be a once a year expense. Again, mm. having that forward cash flow planning allows you to look at it and go, oh, this month is actually should be a low expense month. Correct. So we should be okay this yeah. month. But actually next month we've got insurance and car rego and yep. work cover yep. all coming through at the same time. So yep. we need to make sure that we're preserving our cash to meet those expenses yeah. at that point in time. Or this job is just taking way too long to pay us. We're not going to be able to meet our expenses next month. Let's do something now to get a facility in place so that we have it before next month because what often happens is that customers come to me and they're like, I've got five days to pay for this and then you never 
like it's a it's an it's a nightmare it's a lot of decision making that yeah. they need to do very quickly and as you and I both know not every business owner makes a good decision on the fly so then they need time to think and process the information because you need to know the information you're the director you're making decisions off this and then it all gets too hard they throw their hands up in the air then they're struggling they're robbing peter to pay paul and the stress is still there. The debts are still there. Yeah. The incoming revenue hasn't come in. And it's just a shitty way to run business and live, right? Like it impacts on your personal life. It impacts on your relationships. Um, and it really changes. Like what I see with clients, the ones that have got cash flows are the ones that are able to answer all those things that we've talked about and be like, mm, crap, we now need to do this. Or oh, actually, you know what? Yep. And all of the stress that they have in their relationship, if they're in business with their spouse, it's 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 if it's not out the window completely, it's severely diminished in a positive mm. way, so that they can actually focus on on getting work done. Um, and you often find their profitability goes up because they're watching that bottom line very quickly and recognizing that they're not quoting for profit based on these figures, based on the cash flow projection. Um, yeah. That's the reason I like to start with a cash flow projection. So when we do a business audit, we actually kind of go into a cash flow projections, but it's like a baptism of fire straight into <laughs> the deep end on um, understanding your operational expenses, whether or not you're quoting for profit and then looking at the um, forward cash flow based on the cyclical nature of your business or work you have in the pipeline and then how that impacts everything else. Because as you said at the start, cash flow, like cash is king and it's fundamental to everything else you do in business. If your trade accounts get shut down because you haven't paid them and you can't buy materials for your next job, you're trading insolvently, your business is dead. Just call it now and be done with it. And that might seem really harsh for those people that are emotionally invested and have been blood, sweat and tears constantly in their business. But in reality, unemotionally and objectively, if you do not have your cash sorted, you don't actually have a business. Yeah. And I think um, a comment you made earlier about understanding from the time it takes from materials to how long you get paid is actually a really important one Yeah, as well because – if someone doesn't pay you, does that what impact does that then have flow on impact to your cash flow? So if you're not chasing your debtors to get them paid on time or as quickly as possible, that's then going to have a knock-on effect to yeah. everything else, including your stress and the potential need to obtain finance and things like that. I was going to say, like, I mean, there's different types of finance that you can utilise if you know what your cash flow is, like is debtor financing which yeah. is otherwise called trade finance or factoring, is that a better solution for you? Um, what I will tell you about that type of finance, it's amazing um, and it's secured to your debtor's um, yeah. register or your list, so it's not secured to anything else. You don't have to put it against your house. But it's expensive. Like it can be 1% to 2% of the invoice. They'll only advance 80%. Often you have to have a bank account that they can control, so it's not your yeah. bank account anymore. They charge you an annual package fee, sometimes an ongoing fee, and then there's also a interest rate percent on the balance that that is outstanding so the 80,000 or the 80% of the invoice they've advanced to you for however long whether it's 30 60 90 days until your um your customer pays you um you know like your creditor pays you like all of that 
is a lot to consider. Whereas if you've done cash flow planning, you can go, we actually need an overdraft for $100,000 because we're going to take a dip in March of 30. We're going to get that back, but only to a positive of 10. So it's still going to be a negative 20. And then we're going to dip again in June because that's the way our business works. And then we're going to absolutely romp it in come August, September, October, and we'll have that debt gone. So you get an overdraft facility in place and then it's a much cheaper, more sustainable rate. Um, And you probably find a lot of businesses that are buying stock in and are a bit cyclical in their work probably mm. those sorts of finances are really great for them because they can fund the purchase of that stock yeah. even though they know they're not going to actually get the sales of it for the next three to four months. Yes. Yeah. And look, like I always say with with all and- of this finance stuff that goes against the cash flow, right, um, it's not always the rate that you're paying. It's the additional fees and charges that get locked into a facility. And so you've really got to look at the repayment requirements as opposed to the rate um, and annualise it all out. Bit rather than just go, oh my God, that's a 20% interest rate. That's ridiculously expensive. Because if it's only outstanding for five days and it costs you $20 to draw it down on 50K, it's actually going to be much more affordable than invoice finance or factoring or some of the other facilities that you can get. But you have to utilize the facility. If you cash flow planning or already is doing it, how often should they update their plan? Uh, Monthly. (laughs) because there's two parts to it right you can do a projection and then the projection can become an actual as you Mm -hmm. slide through those months and so what you're then doing if you're then cross-checking the projection to the actual is you're actually stress testing your business to see how good your estimate was because let's be real it's a guesstimate when you do mm-hmm. a cash flow projection, like there's not, there's a little bit of science in it, but you're guessing because A, you can't control the marketplace, B, you can't control your supplier costs, C, you can't control what customers are going to do. And especially in a year like we had with COVID, that was supposed to be two weeks, ended up being three years. Like <laughs> we're not in control of those sort of things. Yeah. So we guess it out. But what it then tells you is how well do you know your business if you're then cross checking cash flow to actuals projected to what's actually gone through your books and whether it's in your favour or whether you're completely out and therefore we need to give you more of a buffer into the cash flow so that you don't end with, I end up with a negative bank balance. Because, like, lending is great, but who wants to be reliant on facilities? Yeah. Because, you as you right, said earlier, be building that cash flow for you. And the other thing is, is that a lot of business owners don't pay themselves an income. So they might be making profit on paper just because of the way their books look, Mm -hmm. but they're not physically receiving any money in their business because there's no cash to pay them. And I've also seen the flip side where they're paying themselves so much they haven't tapped into the the opposite needs of the business and then they find that they struggle with the business paying Baz's. And that's the opposite, right? And then they end up with a massive tax bill because they took too much cash out. That's right. Yeah. So it it goes both ways and it's nice to try and find a happy medium. And I suppose when we look at cash flow planning, like what is what is your your personal budget require as a wage? Can we get that in there? Especially if you're not actually paying yourself consistently or regularly um, and you just take drawings or something and then you get, you know, like, you find out what your income is at the end of the year when your accountant does your financials for you. Like, mm, that's not really how I like to do business or I like no. my clients to trade. You should be, you should I be want knowing what you're earning as you go. 
yeah, otherwise, why are you doing it, right? Let's make it viable and worthwhile the whole time. So um, the other benefit kind of leads into this is tax planning. Like we talk about this every year, tax planning should be done around March um, because if you need to buy assets or you need to change things up, you need time to actually implement that into your business before the June 30 cutoff. Um Cash flow planning actually helps you work out if you may have a potential tax problem before you have a tax problem. So it's mm. proactive rather than reactive. And I know that there are some um, businesses that work with accountants that they only speak to once a year. They speak to them in the January after the end of the financial year because that's just the nature. It's too late then to do any tax planning and you, it's reactive. You can't be proactive. So if you haven't changed accountants and found yourself a great proactive accountant, then what you can do for yourself instead is actually do cash flow planning yourself and bring that in and then request tax flow planning and have information that you can go to that accountant with and say, this is what we think is going to be the issue. What are your thoughts on this and how do we move forward so that we don't end up with a massive tax bill just because? Yeah. Paying tax uh, means you're making money. Really helpful when a business knows their cash flow as well because you'll be sitting in a yeah. tax flow planning session and saying, okay, well, we need this piece of equipment. Okay, great for your tax. Mm-hmm. Have you got the cash to pay for it? I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, could we get well, a, it's could not we even the... a loan? Have you got the capacity to repay a loan? Can you? Add Thank that you. That took a word straight out of my mouth. Straight right. out of my mouth. It's all so, good to borrow money, but you have to make repayments on that money. So you need to have actual available income in the cash flow, in the yeah. bank account, to make the repayments weekly, monthly, fortnightly, whatever that looks like, and come out the other side. Yeah. And so we can make better um, decisions in your tax flow, in your tax planning, if we can understand whether you actually have the capacity to buy these assets and when you're going to do them outright or finance. Yeah. Them because we can then build those types of things into your um, tax yeah. planning as well and the implication they're going to have on your tax side of things as well as your cash. So everything's re- very interlinked. Um, and even your BAS though, right, because that's due either monthly or quarterly. So it might not just be a tax at the end of the year kind of scenario. It might be the tax that you pay quarterly scenario because if you're buying an asset, you may be able to claim the GST back in that quarter, which mm. then you can feed into your cash flow. And yes. if you were stretched but you were in growth phase and you knew you were stretched and how would you make it work, forward cash flow has already told you how you're going to make it work because you're going to get a refund on the GST, which is going to enable you to do X, Y, Z. Not necessarily a refund, but it might just reduce the amount of GST you have to pay. True, depending on, depending yeah. on what so, it is that you're doing and the purchases that you've got and things of the like. So, yeah, like, again... Cash flow planning, it's where it's at, man. So if I want to start cash flow planning, do you have a fancy Excel spreadsheet or are there lots of software products around? Where do you normally direct people to start that want to DIY? There are. There are some. I have a budget um, bundles toolkit that comes with a budget and a cash flow and a few other templates that you can use. Um mm-hmm that's available on my website. I think it's 50 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. The problem that people will find is that they usually don't know what they're doing. So you can DIY it. You definitely can. And please have a crack, listen to our episodes, try and work it out yourself. But it is something that I think is the best investment that you can make to pay for two hours of cash flow planning. Um, I charge twelve fifty for that, and there's a reason I charge twelve fifty for it. It's serious. You need to hurt when you pay for it, so that you're paying attention, right? <laughs> because it is the fundamental to your business. But in December, I had a customer come to me that's opening um, a retail shop front, and she was about to dump fifty grand into a fit out. And I said to her, "Have you done a cash flow projection to see that you can that this is a worthwhile investment?" And she said, "No." 
I said, so how do you know that the 50K that you're going to put into this that you can't get back once you've invested mm. it, right, is actually going to bring you a return on your money? She's like, I don't. <laughs> I was like, so you're well, going to spend 50K without knowing that. The best mm. way to answer that then so that you've got comfort in what you're doing yeah. is to do a cash flow projection. She books straight in and as it turns out, she has she has to change a few things and she has to increase her prices and she has to diversify her income type. She's in the um, beauty industry, um, but she has to change up the type of treatments and stuff that she's offering because she's not profitable on some things and she'll be much more profitable on other things. And then that will actually help her pay the rent because the rent on is on top of the 50K that you have to dump yeah. into um, a fit out. And without a cash flow forecast, she wouldn't have known that. She had to buy a new piece of equipment. She didn't know she could make the repayments. Like all of these things are really viable if you know what you're looking at. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. She might not get any clients. Okay. We know that that's probably not likely when she's been trading in the space for a period of time. What we're going to try and work towards and what we have a reasonable basis on believing is is doable. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So cash flow forecasting is a tick for me. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) It is a found, it's a fundamental foundational keystone to your business. Um, It's also really great for getting you and a business partner on the same page about what things are costing and what the outcomes are to the business, especially if one is um, out on the tools in trade or construction industry and you're sitting in the background on the books, getting them on a cash flow forecast and then seeing all of the expenses that go into the forecast. um, And then what they, it helps them work out that they know when they're then quoting because it's usually then that does the quoting that they need to allow for um, XYZ amount each month in expenses um, and they make sure that when they do their quote, it's effectively a contribution margin, right? But it's everybody's brain works differently. Um, Contribution margin, go back to our break-even episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, That's where that comes from and then they know that when they're quoting that they're quoting for that and therefore they should, if they do four jobs and they need to have 50 grand, they need to make sure that they've quoted to, and their the materials and their labour costs and have also included all that contribution. In. Yeah. Are the, all the biggest in. stress that I see with some of my clients is when the BAS comes through. Um, yeah. So definitely it has that benefit of it, your BAS coming through shouldn't be a stress anymore because you know it's coming and you've got an yeah. estimate of how much it may be yeah. um, and you should already therefore have the money set aside. Um, yeah. And the base is just one big expense, but, you know, it works the same way for all of the others. Yeah, uh, the other one's PAYG instalments too, especially if you're putting on new staff and your um, like your payload's going to grow up effectively, your payroll costs are going to go increase. It's to know in advance. It also helps you then work out what you can afford to pay staff in a market where you're having to sell your third child to pay their <laughs> wages at the price that people like, People are actually asking for jobs that once, you know, were half the salary or three quarters of the salary than they are now. So all of that has an impact. If you have any questions or you want to know any more at all about cash flow planning, have a chat with Sarah. If you just want to grab some templates and do it yourself, jump onto Sarah's website and and buy the bundle and and have a go, you know. Yeah, don't get too freaked out when you see all this. All of this, the very small investment to something that can have a very big impact on your business. Look, I think if you're turning over even 50K, it's worth it. But if you're turning over a million dollars, it is the difference between making actual profit and breaking even. It really is. And then having the cash to pay your bills each week or month. And I've seen it in action with quite a few clients, so I know that it works. Um, So, yeah. All righty. I think that's probably enough. 
semi-ranting from me today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll see you all next time on Financial Fofu. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next week. Please, please, please send us, um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers.